And we are live. This is Daniel Hardet awesome. with Train Like a Ranger. Uh, welcome, Santos. Santos is a friend of mine from uh, Corpus Christi, uh, Navy veteran and uh, coach and uh, gym owner. So welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for taking the time. Um, so to highlight more uh, about you, uh, Santos is a professional MMA fighter. Uh, he's a gym owner personal trainer, owner of Hybrid Fitness Academy in Corpus Christi, Texas, and uh, and again, a Navy veteran. So I wanted to kind of talk about uh, a bunch of things with you. Definitely wanted to pick your brain on your expertise as far as like being a gym owner and a trainer and, you know, training for the military and things like that. So um, yeah. I guess where to start is, can you talk about uh, what got you into the military and a little bit about your military career? Yeah, man. So, uh, to be honest, I, after like high school, I didn't know what I was going to do. And I, all I did was I was doing just freaking drinking and, and smoking weed, <laughs> you know, that's pretty much all I did every day. And, uh, I was like, I, I just got to get out of here and do something, you know? So I joined the military. Um, at first I wanted to be like a, I wanted to be a Navy diver and, uh, I didn't take the acid up too serious. I got a horrible score. Got in there like, you want to be a diver? I'm like, yeah, but I wasn't when I was in boot camp. You have to go through like a um, pre qualifications and then you got to do like a like a screen and all that stuff. And when I was going into the Navy, I I was practicing like a freestyle stroke, you know, and I didn't know they did the side stroke to get in the diver in the dive program, you know. So I had to go to like to, to little um, swimming lessons like early in the morning before the day started in boot camp, and I I learned how to do the side stroke, and I was able to pass the, the initial exam just from being in shape. You know, I got out of boot camp like in January, and then I uh, I took my third class exam, which is to make E four like in in uh, I think in March. So I made E four like within like seven months of being in the military, and um, I was still kind of thinking about going special operations or like you know. Um, dive diver in I, they're like we're gonna have to extend your contract for another year to take your ass up i was like whoa 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 i wasn't really enjoying the military life already you know within that short time frame so i i uh i cross-rated uh got out went out to hawaii for three years at that point is when i, I made qm3 which is quartermaster third class and third class petty officer and um on my first deployment uh one of my buddies he was talking about he was the search and rescue swimmer for the ship and um I was like, damn, that's something like fun because he would be, he would be out there just chilling in his wetsuit, waiting to kind of do like during drills and then doing man overboard drills. I'm like, that looks like pretty much fun. And then we watched the Guardian or on the oh, phone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, like, was sold after that, dude. I was like, I'm doing this. So we got back from deployment. Um, I wasn't the best sailor, you know, um, when it comes to um, the alcohol consumption. You know, like I. <laughs> Drink a lot of alcohol and I made some really stupid decisions while I was in and got into some trouble. Um, but I, my captain still let me go to search and rescue school. So every day I would, I would go swim at lunchtime because I couldn't pass the, the, the testing. Um, I mean, I can swim, but I wasn't like a good swimmer, you know? So I was every day during um, lunch, I would take my fins. I would go across the street. I would swim during lunch and I would get off. And once we got off the ship, I have to work at four or five thirty. I'd go back to the pool and swim some more and just in the night. So I passed the exam to get into search and rescue school, which was the most fun I had like in the military. I mean, that search and rescue school, it was very, it was challenging. It was only a month long, but um, the hardest part for me was just 
uh, swimming with cramps, <laughs> like, because you're doing pool conditioning, going back and forth, you know, yeah. 45 minutes straight at pool conditioning. And it's just like, you're getting cramps because you quit and you stop and you give up. And I, I couldn't quit, you know? Um, but that, that part, along with the drills, like when we're out at sea, you know, get on, getting deployed off the ship or off the boat um, to, to rescue a dummy. Um, that was the, the fun part for me. Of course, you know, there's a lot of different countries, but um, that's what really got me into the military. And I, I, looking back at it now, it's like, man, I had, I had a good time and it was a good experience. Now, would I do it again? Um, I thought about it, you know, uh, just so I can get medical, uh, like, like insurance, like good medical insurance for my family. Um, but I found some anyway. So I, don't, I was like, eh. I actually went to MEPS like maybe like six months ago. Yeah. Back in the reserve. I feel like we all have that moment where we were like, did we go back? You know? Yeah. You know, I was like, I need to do something else. You know, I was like, I had the gym. I was like, I felt like I needed to do something else. But um, when I got my, when I got let go of my job uh, back in 2020, September, I had really good insurance for the family. You know, everything was covered all the time. And then I went from having this reeking dink insurances I would find online out there and then they, they wouldn't cover. So I'd cancel, find another one. And I was like, dang, I need an insurance. You know, I'm like, big house. It's going to be every other, like, I'm going to go drill like once a weekend or, you know, and it's going to be here in Corpus. Like, it's not going to be a big deal. And she's like, no. And then all of a sudden, these ads started popping up on my Facebook about, you know, insurance for, for gym owners or, or business owners. And I looked into it and um, I got insurance for my family. So I was like, yeah, I don't need to go to military anymore. So I'm good. So that's great news. Yeah. The gym looks like it's super successful. And, uh, and there's a couple things that you said that I kind of want to dive on. Um, you said, uh, you were talking about swimming, how you weren't a very good swimmer. I get that. Uh, I get the question all the time. Like, how do I improve my swimming? And I'll say things like, you know, go swim more for one, but, uh, but yeah, what can I get in the pool? Yeah. <laughs> do you have any tips for guys who want to get better at swimming, whether it be, you know, whatever branch they go into, but especially for like the Navy, uh, what, what would be their focuses? Well, it just depends on like what you're going to do. Like if you want to be a surf, surfer's rescue swimmer or even uh, air crew search and rescue, they do the freestyle stroke, you know? So I would recommend go to one of your local dive stops. And if you're used, if a lot of people are, are just used to swimming without the fins, well, and they're in search and rescue school, you know, you have to take the initial exam or test to get in with no fins and no mask, you know? But after that, you're using fins and masks and snorkel the whole time. So if you're not comfortable swimming, not, I'm not talking about those swim, those spins you go like, you know, um, snorkeling with those little thin ones or, or, you know, um, uh, spearfishing with, I'm talking about these, these black thick ones that they can propel you in the water, you know, fast and cause you gotta be able to sprint to save somebody and get out of the situation. So I want to go get one of those, get a mask and snorkel and figure out how to do that. If you don't know how to swim, there's YouTube, <laughs> right? We didn't really have that back when I was trying to, trying to learn. Um, but what I did, I, I asked the lifeguards, like, what can I do to improve my stroke? Cause I mean, they're pretty good swimmers, right? They're lifeguards. Um, and every, that's what I did. And I would, I did that before it went in and then, um, every day when I would go to the, to the, the, the lifeguard started to get to know me cause they saw me every single day before and after work. So like I started doing sprints and then you gotta get used to like underwater sprints. Like, can you go underwater while your heart's pounding and you can't breathe? Yeah. and hold your breath for an extended period of time. Um, so that's what I would start doing. I would do, I would do a sprint and then I would come back underwater, like even though my heart's pounding so I can get used to that situation. My recommendation would just 
you know, maybe video, videotape yourself or videotape, record yourself on your phone, um, YouTube, and then ask the lifeguards to see if they can give you any pointers because they, they have to actually, you know, take some tests to get in to become a lifeguard anyways, right? Yeah. Um, and then reach out to guys like yourself or the construction rescue swimmers on, on, on Instagram. There's so many videos these days that people do pointers on, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, YouTube is a is a great resource as, as long as you're looking in the, in the right places, like tons of videos. You can learn how to do almost anything. Yeah. You got and just get in the water. Like you have to be comfortable in the water if you want to go to any type of getting comfortable in any situation. Um, like I don't, I've never became a, I never went to buds or anything, but I, you know, read some books and stuff. And I think the most part was when people start to fill out. It's like I mean, after hell week, right? So I, I think I'm not sure is like when they do that drown the drown proofing part. Yeah, because people are just so uncomfortable underwater. I mean, it's you can't breathe, right? So it's. If you get comfortable in the water, it's it's easier for you for you. Yeah. Um, in any situation. But I've never done experience that. So don't I mean I'm not saying I could. That would be cool. I like to go to the training for it, but not have to become a seal afterwards, you know? Like I don't want all the responsibility and all these missions afterwards. I just want to see if I can actually make it through seals. Right. The challenge. Know, be the challenge part of it. Um, but hell week and then going through the whole training. And all right, cool. Thanks, guys. See you later. <laughs> yeah, I, don't to, I, don't, I don't want to be a seal. I just want to go through it, you know? Yeah. Diving in more on like your expertise. So you got out of, uh, got out of the Navy, um, you know, and now you are a personal trainer. You have a associates and, and bachelor's in kinesiology and exercise science. You, you went to Del Mar college. That's actually where I started out too. Um, and then, uh, got your, went to A&M to get your, your bachelor's degree. But, uh, yeah, that's where I started Del Mar. Like, uh, we were like trying to choose where to go. And I was like, let's go by the beach. And so that's what brought us to Corpus Christi. Like no, no real other rhyme or reason other than it's in Texas and it's by the beach. And that's where I met you guys. Mm -hmm. I started going to school, um, when I was out at sea. So every time we would go on deployment, I would take a class. So when I got back, it was either just go straight to A&M or start at Del Mar. Um, it was, it was really what I was able to enroll into faster. So when I went to Del Mar, I started going to Del Mar and just take my basics because everything was really paid for for my, my GI Bill. Um, and I have my Hazelwood Act. I started my Hazelwood Act. I didn't even use that part yet. I'm just getting that to my son. If he just hopefully he decides to go to college, if he doesn't, then um, he was just an entrepreneur like myself. But um, after I think a year and a half, I, I finished my, my associates and then I transferred out to, to AM Corpus and I finished my bachelor's there in a few years. And um, at the whole time I was there, I was I had started, you know, I was fighting. I was doing my amateur fighting, and then um, I, I was a personal trainer at the time too for for another local gym. And when when I graduated, I automatically in my head it was like I need more money. You know, this is what I went to school for. I need to get paid more money. Um, some stuff went down, and it, did, it didn't work out with that other gym that I was with. Um, about getting more hours and getting more pay, and, and in my head I needed, I thought I needed. Um, to have more security for for my family you know and which was this is right it's just <clears throat> over the time with that company i just i lost the drive to actually like want to work hard for them you know um and then it led me back to my own my own gym which is great yeah and it looks great so whenever you started fighting did you start fighting before the military or was that in the military after the military when did you pick so that up? i, I I went to my first MMA gym um, when I was stationed in California. For my when I was an undesignated airman, I was in Lamore, California. I went to a gym in Hanford, 
And um, I went there for just a few months. I forgot what it was called. Um, and then when I went, I got transferred out to Hawaii. I always said, like, that's when MMA was blown up. Chuck Liddell was the top of his, he was in his prime. Um, GSP, was, you know, and I was like, once I get out, I'm going to start fighting. And once I did, I got, I got, came back to Corpus. I freaked, no, I know it. I lived in San Antonio for like a month and I went to a local gym there. I remember getting rocked. I forgot this guy's name. Um, but I was able to like, um, I had, I had wrestled before, so he wasn't too good at wrestling. Um, so I was able to get like a full mount on him. And then he was able to get up though. And then he, as we're getting up, he came with the hook and like gazing. I don't remember getting back to my house that night. <laughs> oh, no. um, and then I ended up moving, you know, um, come down, come, coming back. I came down back to Corpus and I joined uh, uh, Full Contact Fight Academy with Hector Munoz. Yep. And that's when I started my amateur. And uh, I went uh, five and one, I think five and one or six and one as an amateur i went like two texas belts you know for two different amateur organizations um all my wins were by you know uh tko as an amateur and i lost one as an amateur by tko but after that um you know i went pro and then um i had one pro fight i won with like one or two seconds left in the last in the third round by tko um and then after that i got i just i got comfortable and lazy with lazy with the family you know just taking care of my wife and my little boy and i got fat bro <laughs> we got like 240 pounds uh it was just horrible and you know um later on you know uh my wife got diagnosed with the lyme disease right so um at that point i was like you know i need to make some extra cash to, to provide to pay for her treatment um i was making good money with the company i was with it's just it wasn't enough to still provide for everything we're doing um and then paying for her extra treatment that she needed which was like a thousand dollars a week for more of a homeopathic approach because with Lyme disease you can't really get so I'll be careful up there in New York man it's it's easier to get up there yeah well it's not yeah, easy to say. Get. it's 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 a lot known it's more known like in the New York area that's one of the people start getting sick they they test it right away up there over here they're like Oh, it doesn't exist. Their doctors have told us it doesn't exist in Texas, which is crazy. Um, but like, you know, I, I from that point on, I, did, I mean, I was just fighting. So I had three more fights after that. So I went um, four and zero as a pro as well. So I haven't fought since. It's been almost three years now because um, I was getting migraines already um, before I started fighting again. But I had them under control. And after my last fight, I uh, I started getting them more frequent, and then. I couldn't control them after that. So I was there was in and out of the ER. I was just give me some freaking, I'll take migraine medicine, give me some pain meds, and I'll be like all day long, you know? Yeah. Um, so I started getting, now I get injection. I got to go, I got to go to Houston every three months to get injections in my head. Uh, or Botox injections to so get about 30 shots around my head to uh, prevent the migraines from coming on. Gee whiz. Well, I got to tell yeah. you on a, on a positive note, uh, it was super inspiring to watch that go down. Like, so it was like it was like uh, you you were advocating for the Lyme disease and and for uh, for your wife and and then it was like all of a sudden all of a sudden it's like hey I got this fight and it was like it was almost like here I am training 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 you'd fight you knock you knock the guy out you'd win or whatever you do and then you go right back you were training again and then next fight and then training again and the next fight I was like dude this guy is a monster 
like it was a uh, super inspiring to watch you do that to step up like that yeah, when man. your wife was in need you're like i'm gonna go get this money and it was uh it was awesome yeah man it um it it like lit the fire that was there the whole time for fighting i love fighting right um but it it died out and i got lazy um but when it, it, i found like a purpose um now i probably could, i could have just focused more on the job that i had um and probably made the money that way um but i i chose to, to do it in a more like a faster way and <clears throat> not faster but more um of something I, I really enjoyed doing and and i had to go from 240 back down to uh, 170 you know and i did that in a matter of you know that six month time frame and uh i just stayed in shape i was like all right i got one done with one and it was cool though because this guy was like an up-and-comer fighter you know um and i hadn't fought in five years and i freaking smoked him two and a half minutes in the first round but we were not gonna choke you know um so i mean at that time i was i was training with uh, uh we had switched names with south Texas renegades back with you know hector Magnolos and roger reyes but then i started training more with roger novias as well um and then going with jaime over there at texas style wrestling so i was kind of working all all three i mean Texas style was at weapons at hand with Roger. And so I, I was kind of going back and forth and then uh, fought another guy. I was supposed to fight for the um, the Rocks title for that second fight back, you know, it was sort of my third pro fight. The homeboy freaking calls us to the day of that he couldn't, can't make weight. Oh man. I'm like, this, this fool, like he, and I had a feeling for, cause I would, I was, I would go through like the, his record, you know? And it was like him pulling out fights. I'm just like, oh, dude so he did it he tried to do it that morning you know he was like oh i'm one i'm one um 82 and i can't cut my weight i'm like what do you mean you're 182 you can't or something like that i'm like i'm already 172 it was like 10 o'clock in the morning i was already at 172 i was like two pounds away from you know making weight already yeah and uh i've been here since like five in the morning cutting weight the night before freaking killing myself all, all, all week long to make the weight you know 20 pounds and so I stopped and started drinking Pialyte and eating some Jamba Juice bowls. And I weighed in like at 180 pounds and uh, I probably went in like at 190, you know? So I, I cut from like 190, 189 to like 170 in that, that one week time frame. So he pulled out, he pulled out completely. He just- No, he um, he said he was throwing up blood. I was like, man, he ain't throwing up no blood, dude. <laughs> and uh, so we told, um, so Roger uh, Navarro was kind of running the whole thing, that fight, and he was, he told his dad, he told him to tell his dad's the one that called. He was like, no, I'll, I'll fight you whatever way you stop cutting weight. I'll fight you whatever way you're at now. So he ended up still fighting. I, I finished him in the first round as well. TKO. Nice. Um, yeah. And then I fought one more time after that with uh, this guy. He was a really cool dude, dude, Derek, uh, really cool dude. Um, we fought here in Corpus again. So uh, I finished that one in the third round, yeah. third round by a dark choke. He, uh, my gloves were peeling, dude. Like my gloves were peeling. Um, the leather was bad, I guess, the way they were built. And I, he was like, "I'm gonna stop the fight." So I was like, "Shit!" I was like, "Don't! I'll finish it." So in my head, I was like, "I need to finish this fight fast as possible." So um, he shot. I hit him a couple of times, and he shot for a double leg. And I just I forgot what you call it. Like just threw him pretty much. And then I uh, I got side control. And good thing I I was I always got in the darts position with people. Um, and I would never be able to finish it. Well, I was working with Roger, Roger Navarez a lot was the, the darts and, um, freaking, I, uh, 
I just heard my coach say Darce, Darce, and freaking freaking through the Darce, and he tapped. I was like, oh, thank God, dude. I was <laughs> you know, about to stop the fight because of my gloves. You know, yeah. I was winning, but I, I didn't want to. And I was already cut too um, from the uh, headbutt in the first round. Yeah, you know, so it was a cool, it was a cool, fun fight though. I enjoyed it. It was like that that adrenaline. You can't replace the adrenaline that people that I get from walking out into that cage. It, it and then like winning is even better. You know, it's just like, it's just like all mounts. It's just that you can't describe it. You know, that's why I laugh at some people when they're on like on Facebook or Instagram, they're just talking shit about fighters and they should have done this and done it. And I'm like, you don't, you've never even fought before. Like there's one thing about fighting in the streets. I mean, okay. If you have some kind of experience fighting the streets, but you've never gotten a fight one day in your life. I mean, there's some good coaches that don't have never fought before too, but I mean, there's not too many of those, right? So, but yeah, man, um, having that, that inspiration uh, for having my wife, you know, doing this for a greater cause rather than just me, my desire to be, you know, um, famous and like this glory and all this, this and that. It wasn't really, it was, it was really just for her. And um, throughout that process, I got back and I realized how much I missed being in the gym. Um, getting back in shape and then I just started my classes um, I started my classes um, just a 5 a.m class you know and now I, I started with two thousand dollars and now I'm you know with one client and now I'm at my own place I mean I'm looking for a building now to build build a bigger facility yeah um, so I just gotta find the right land people are charging up crazy money for the land man I'm like I'm like for that much land it's like Want five hundred thousand dollars? I'm like, dang. I'm gonna have to pay it though. But I want to. I want a good, you know, good property and a good location so I can put a nice, you know, five to six thousand square foot facility on there. You know, I don't yep. want no crazy big box gym, but I, I want a bigger facility for training purposes. You know, it looks like you got good equipment and like a, as a decent space as is. Did you start? Um, did you start somewhere and then like progress to opening it up there? No, I, I rented the space around the mats at um with the at Hector with the oh yeah yeah in the mall so, right where, where, where yeah, it was in the mall. yeah yeah so that yellow mat like around the mats was the space that I rented nice you know and it was just it was fucking two thousand dollars of equipment that I bought uh, <clears throat> one of my buddies George he lent me some of his equipment and I just rented that space around and um, good thing I I had such a uh, like a good following of, of clients and members that I used to train back in the day, you know, and it's been like, it was like what, eight years before, you know, yeah. back at the other gym I used to train at. And once they saw that I posted, I was going to start training. Like, you know, I had, like, I had one and then the next day I had another two and then three, the four and five. And, you know, all of a sudden I had, you know, 50 clients there. Um, and that's when I was able within that year, I grew, you know, to about 50, 60 clients. And then, uh, now I'm here, you know, trying to get to over 300, you know, that's so, awesome. Yeah, man. It's, it's, you know, if anybody wants to hire a good marketing company, like your, your talent's going to take you far, you know, but, and word of mouth is great, but I mean, you can't beat a good marketing company. Yeah. Like people, that's one thing I underestimated was the, the company that, uh, I've went to a, a couple of different ones and they just freaking were horrible. Um, this one right away, I was like, 
once they activated my ads, I was like, I get all these leads. I was like, is this how it's supposed to work? Because like yeah. I try to do it myself. Didn't yeah. work that way at all. Not fun. Not yeah. fun, right? <laughs> it's not. It's just time consuming. It's just frustrating. Yeah. Um, so you have you have the means to invest into a marketing company to do that for you. It's it makes things so much easier. Yeah. 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 There's definitely a, a rhyme and reason to it, especially for like online. So like my business, obviously entirely online as of right now. So it's, uh, yeah. yeah, definitely, uh, definitely would be good to get like some marketing people in with their expertise and know where to plug in, you know, I've, yeah. I've learned a lot on my own, but definitely like I always joke, I mess up everything first before I get anything right. So I do all the don'ts before I do any of the do's. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, dude, I probably wasted so much money doing ads by myself and get zero in return. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was just like, I just gotta get in front of everybody. I just gotta get in front of everybody. I just gotta get in front of everybody. Yeah. And I would just post a video and I would just boost it. And then I would just run an ad for it. And like, um, people don't answer the phones, you know, so many people like inquire about it. They give you their information, but then like when you, it's time to get them to go, they're just like, eh, I'll start next week. I'll start next <laughs> month. And then all of a sudden they never come in. And then it's just like, I, I, I can't help them if they don't show up. The first thing is showing up and then we can go from there. Yeah. And if it's, if we're not the right fit for them, then we're not the right fit for them, you know? Um, and that's fine. It's not going to hurt my feelings. Um, sometimes it does, you know, <laughs> but like, I'm just like, well, and then I see them where I, like, I don't, if they work out, they work out. Right. Um, that's good. Um, I think we'll do, we'll do the best job there is, you know, I think we're the best gym in Corpus and I go with that mentality with anything I, I try to do though, you know, I'm going to be the best at it. You know, and I think it's kind of cliche, like, oh, like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really trying to be the best gym in the corporates. And I want, I want to be the best gym. I'm, I want to be the best gym there is around. When you think of a gym, you think of, you think of hybrid. You don't think of other big box gyms. You know, and that's what that's what I want. That's what I want to have and influence and, and bring that type of culture to our gym that anybody can come here and they can go from day one, 50 year olds and never worked out a day in their life to an experienced. Um, I, I mean. I train people tend to be like, I mean, everybody can be an athlete to some level, you know, yeah. um, and get ready for anything they want to do really. You know, yeah, people have limitations. Everybody's going to have some type of limitations, um, but you can, doesn't mean you can't work out. Right. You know, it's got to modify stuff for people um, and get them to understand that they can do it. It's just going to take some time. You know, you didn't turn 50 overnight and you didn't, sorry to say, but like they, I tell them like you didn't, it's hard, but I know you didn't gain, you didn't become, you know, 200, 250, 275 pounds overnight. And it's okay though. You know, you're here now to work on it and let's, let's get after it. Um, because if you don't, where are you going to be in another year, another two years, three years, and you keep putting it off. Like, even if you don't come to us, go to somebody that can help you because the way you're doing it now, that you're going to do it by yourself, it's not working. Right. You know, they don't have enough motivation to do it by themselves. There's no structure. There's no guidance. There's nobody pushing them or holding them accountable. And then you want to go get a $10 membership down the street. That's fine. That If you go and use it. Right. But if you don't, you know, yeah. your nutrition, the nutrition part of it, you know, all that, the, all that other stuff that go along with people getting, living a healthy and fit lifestyle, you know, um, if they can do it by themselves, great. If they can't, get somebody to help you because you they you need the help i right, set the ego aside and ask for help you know and accept it 
Yeah. I do, you know. Yeah, and when when I'd get um when we get consultations for personal training, that was one of the questions I'd get a lot is is like why do you think people should do personal training? You know, like because people can go to the gym and work out on their own. I agree, but it's that structure and having somebody telling you, hey, you gotta do this or you should do this, you know, because mm-hmm. when you're by yourself, it can unless you're like highly self-motivated, like I would consider myself highly self-motivated, but even yeah. I like to go to places like uh like a gym and have you know have mm-hmm. someone that's why you got instructors that tell you, hey, do this, do this, you know, somebody yelling, um, somebody getting you moving. Cause when you're by yourself, it's easy to go, eh, even even if you're highly motivated, you go, eh, you know, that was a good set or whatever. We'll end it there, you know. Yeah. So. I, I I go to classes, dude. I go to I go do CrossFit um because I like to be pushed past what I can do by myself. Right. I jump in, I jump in my classes here with the trainers, you know? Um, what would you say? What would you say? What, not that out any, uh, any of your trainers, but as a trainer, what are some of the biggest, um, hurdles or things that people should focus on to be a good trainer? Stay off your fucking phone. <laughs> yeah. I can't stand. I, I tell my trainers like, Hey guys, like stay off your, your phone. please. like, if you, if they're on a rotation, you know, and you get to respond to your kids or something real fast, that's understandable. But on your phone the whole time is it's unacceptable. That's a good um, one. That's a good one. Yeah, because I saw that where I was from too. I'm like, what are you doing? I I go, you know, if I work out at, um, there's some gyms that are notorious, you know. I'm like, I, I of course, you know, I, I I'm in there watching them. And I'm like, and the whole time they're just on their phone, and their clients are just like. I'm just like, what are you doing? You know, that, um, uh, be personable, you know, Get, don't, don't just, of course you have to be able to produce results with your, with your clients, know what you're talking about. Um, know how to work around mo- um, people's limitations and modify and listen to them. And they say something hurts that, that no pain, no gain mentality is, it's not, it's not beneficial. Now there's a difference between pain and that lactic acid burning push through. I push my clients through that, right? Right. Um, but pain, like if you feel pain in your joints and your muscles, you shouldn't when you're exercising. Right. You know, it should. They should be. Of course, it's not going to be pleasant sometimes, right? But <laughs> and but you try. You have to be able to, and not like think you're that you know everything because you you really don't know everything. There's so much more to learn. So you have to release some trainers like, oh, because they're really in shape and fit. Um, they think they know everything already. I'm like, no, you, you're in shape and fit. But do you know how to get people? You know, like, yeah. can that, can that, can, can you help people get in shape and change their mindset? And that's what I like to focus on is really the mindset um, from the very, very beginning of the consultation all the way up until, like, you know, when people make excuses with me, I'm just like, well, you know, you're choosing not to come you know you're choosing to eat that delicious pizza or burger so i'm a foodie at heart right so i love food man like but they're choosing to do this so if you can try and get into their head and make sure that and get them to understand that they're the ones that are making these choices and if they keep making these choices like they're not going to lose the weight they're not going to gain that muscle they want to gain right you know um so that i mean just personal ability I mean, stay off your phone be personal, know what you're talking about. So you don't get on, learn, you know, um, 
and I know there's there's some trainers that are that don't even have a certification and they're freaking awesome trainers that have a knowledge knowledge. You don't have to have a bachelor's degree in exercise science, right? Um, it's good to have, right? But you don't need it to be a successful trainer. You don't need to be like be, get a, a crazy. Um, and I would say don't get like a, a forty dollar certification over the weekend and and you know like it. How much is it teaching you? If it taught you a lot, then there's some ones out there that's good. And that's perfect. But if it isn't, you got to learn how the body, the mechanics, you know, being able to learn uh, exercises that can replace different exercises that don't, doesn't cause pain to certain clients. Right. And be able to work with everybody, you know, from athletes down, you know, so you have a wide range. Unless you want to specialize in athletes or you want to specialize in the general population. Um, I like doing both, you know. I like – I. What I really love is when someone can't do something, you know, when they first come in and then three months later, they're just, just nailing it, you know, with a heavier weight, um, doing more reps and pushing, pushing themselves to the next level. Like I love seeing that part of it. And of course the overall transformations, man, I just love seeing transformations. Um, people changing their lives, being able to do stuff they couldn't do, you know, going on vacations and actually enjoying the outdoors part of it and they're not tired and fatigued from you know walking a quarter mile um that's awesome or seeing them participate in like outdoor events that's freaking that's dope too you know yeah I've, love. I've had some uh pretty awesome transformations uh back when when i was training uh in person i'd see yeah, I, mean, I saw those, those great. yeah yeah well online too yeah those guys have come a long way um you know i had clients lose 50 pounds uh plus and so to see them go from, you know, having trouble getting up the stairs to now we're, we're running, we are, you know, doing jumping jacks, we're going outside, we're, you know, exercising outside, being mobile, doing things that, you know, mm -hmm. like these people had trouble getting up the stairs a couple months ago. Now we're, you know, moving around real good. So that's, that's uh, pretty rewarding to see. And it is such a big change in people's lives and their, oh, yeah. uh, and their physicality, their mentality, all of it. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think the, the mindset part, I think people kind of overlook that, you know, as they're, when they start training and, and setting the right expectations, you know, like it, not everybody's going to be David Goggins and lose a hundred pounds in three months. You know, it's just, I, I think too, to setting the right expectations for people, how long it's going to take and, um, and don't, just don't, don't bullshit people, you know, as far as like, as far as like jumping back to like your, um, your, your coaching, like whenever you got yep. newcomers coming in, whenever you got, um, uh, I'm sure you got like a range of people. You said you got, you got newcomers. Um, you got probably, I seen like Eddie Torres was coming in the gym. So you got fighters, you got athletes. Yeah. So, uh, how do you run your classes? Like based off of, uh, like what kind of focuses do you give people? Like when it comes to newcomers, when it comes to athletes or what, it, whatever it is, what are, what are things that you're looking to, uh, implement or program for them? So, uh, the way we break it down is either, right. If you came, if you, if the patient, uh, patient, <laughs> if the client come, remember they come six, six days a week, yeah. no matter how we break it up, you're going to hit each muscle group three times. Um, what I mean by that is that we either do a total body workout, uh, a cardio workout. On the cardio days, we don't use any weights. It's all about like our skiers, our bikers, our, our air bikes, our ladders, our first climber type 
machines, our rollers, or you know, um, battle ropes. Um, then we have like upper body day, so just waist up. And then we have a leg days, and then we have a push and pull day as well. Yeah. Um, so for newcomers, I, I always recommend, like, hey, like the, this, the setting of this class, um, if they're a competitive person, um, some a lot of people are by nature, they just don't really realize it. And once they see somebody doing something, they want to do it too. And they want to keep on going and push themselves harder. So I really have to like remind them continuously, hey, don't do six sets of this station. Like do sets one, three, and five. You're going to rest a longer period. Don't worry about it. If you're, if you're, if you can't keep up with the class, it's fine. It's not a big deal. We want to make sure we pace ourselves into the program. So you're not calling me all kinds of names tomorrow or other trainer names tomorrow because you can't sit down or right. get up off the table. Like, I go, you know how hard it is to get off the toilet when you're, when you're sore? Like, it's really hard, right? <laughs> so they're, they're, like, uh, they're like, oh, yeah, I don't want that. And, uh, and I just make, make, make a joke about it because it's funny. Like, it's funny, but it's not because I people, they don't listen, you know? And I'm like, hey, I only do three sets. And I we're over here helping somebody else. And there they are doing the fourth and fifth set, you know? And I'm like, hey, like, oh, I can do it. Goes back to that group setting. That's a that's what I was saying about going to the gym. You know, on their own they wouldn't do that, but they're in that group setting. So now exactly. pushing that, that group that group setting pushes people more, and I, that's why I like group setting so much um, because you, you develop friendships, you develop a community within the group. You know, the times you go to, and you start to push yourself more than you would by yourself. Yeah, and you have that that team aspect of it, and you just keep pushing yourself more. And at the beginning, I, I truly try to monitor them and. But sometimes um, I don't want to get in, in, in their way of their motivation, right. you know, of their self-accomplishment. So certain exercises, I do let them go more. There's ones like the sled, um, Jacob's ladder. Those ones are known um, to increase the heart rate really high, build that lactic acid up, and they will start getting nauseous. So I always really limit their, um, their, like, their sets on sleds and like the Jacob's letter. Yeah. Um, some other stuff, you know, curls and shoulder presses and, you know, chest press and stuff that's not so like high intensity. I do like let them do a little more sets. Um, but I, of course, we want to make sure they're doing their exercises correctly though. So for fighters, what should be their like training and nutrition focuses? I, I think for, for fighting, I mean, it just depends on like how much weight are they, where, where are they at? And then how much weight they got to lose until they get down to their weight where they cut from, yeah. you know? So if you're overweight going into camp, you're already behind, you know, for me, like it, it'd be, it's nice if you go into camp already, um, at the weight or around the weight that you, that you cut from, like, it was so much easier for me. Like, so I fought at 170, right. Um, when I fought, when I had to lose, I had to go from, you know, 240 to 170. Um, and I already read my head, I'm, I'm going to cut from 190. So, um, good thing I got down to like 185, 190. Uh, about six weeks out so i was already there you know and then i cut down then i cut those 15 20 pounds uh the week of the fight yeah so it's always good to be on weight already i think at least six weeks out so you're you know six eight weeks out so all you gotta do is worry about performance you don't have to worry about the weight loss part of it because you're worried about the weight loss part, part of it then you're ready you're gonna be in a calorie deficit the whole time while you're training and then that, that decreases your performance, right? So um, for my thing is like, if you're gonna be a fighter, if you're gonna be a fighter, take it serious, you're, you're fighting, right? Like get down to a healthy weight where you can cut from. Um, 
should they have different weight classes for people for cutting so much weight? I think so, but I mean, we don't make the rules, so we got to kind of just go with the way it is, right? Yeah. Um, so decide where you're going to cut from, stay around there, and then cut cut the weight from there and be at that healthy weight for, you know, six to eight weeks. So you can just worry about performing at a high level um, and then figure out how many calories you need to be consuming per day. We have a program that we use that we just set the calories in and it automatically pops it up. So we don't have to be a, you don't have to be a registered dietitian or a nutritionist or anything like that. You use their program and it, their body weight, um, what's their goals, sets it in, and then it calculates the calories for you and does like whatever type of, you want to do keto or low carb or even a Mediterranean or just a, a holistic approach with not all natural foods. We just put it in there and it calculates everything for us, breaks it out. We give them, we don't have to give them access to it to swap stuff out, um, but they can just log in and just swap stuff out. It, gets, it automatically calculates the amount of food that they're eating for, for that for that item. You don't do anything. It's pretty nice. Nice. Saves a lot of time. Yeah. So, um, so do you have any like final thoughts for, for people as far as like, training getting into uh getting into fitness or um like any anything you want to leave people with yeah i i think people overthink it too much with what they have to do and what and the body that they want um knowing that health and fitness is just going to improve your overall lifestyle um it's changed mine um not only you know personally as being healthy again because i got lazy for a long time um, but my overall, um, life in general to provide for my family, you know, you never know you might freaking lose this weight, gain this muscle or whatever the case may be. And you might fall in love with it and you might take off on a different career path. I always love fitness, but if you go into a fitness program, know that it can never stop because once you stop, you're going to get unhealthy. You're going to gain unwanted weight your the choices that you're making before um to get you out of that kind of that rut um will lead you right back into it if you start doing it again yeah so my recommendation is to to find a lifestyle that's going to be a balanced lifestyle that you actually stick to for the rest of your life it's not a lifestyle for six months a year a year and a half if you do it that way you're always going to do that roller coaster the yo-yo thing a diet a yo-yo weight everybody always talks about you stick to it for the rest of your life you're going to be able to make those improvements throughout your life and and learn the lifestyle and pass it on to your kids because you don't your kids have a really high possibility of going down the same path and being overweight um, or have problems with their weight or food the relationship with food later on in their life as well yeah. you know so you can get them set that example of being healthy and exercise and being conscious of the foods that you're eating then you're setting a good example um and just, if you don't know how to do something, ask for help, hire help. Um, I guarantee you, most people are choosing, are spending more money on their fast food a week than they would be a, a paying for a trainer or a group facility. Um, anywhere, and pretty much in the country, you can find a reasonable gym that's going to train you with some good quality trainers for a reasonable price um, um, for the same amount that you're spending on food or yeah. even maybe your cosmetic stuff or alcohol. You know, I had a lady tell me um, she couldn't afford it one time. She had uh, four or five kids. She ate out every single meal. And every time they went to, to Chick-fil-A, she said about 80 bucks. Yeah. Six to $80. And she said she couldn't afford the gym. And I was like, all you got to do is just cut out one 
meal a week or a day, one of the meals of the day, and you're fine. You know, exactly. And I did this every day. Yeah, you if know? you break it down yeah. for people, it, it makes sense. Like that was one of the things I would do whenever I talk to people. Do and during our consulting, I'm like, what's something that you do every day that you know costs two, three bucks? And like, ah, oh, I get Starbucks coffee. All right, can you live without the Starbucks coffee? Or, or you know, some people can't live without their coffee. So you know, sometimes we attack something else. You know, but what's this one thing that you can you do that you can do without? Like you said, the one meal, the one big meal. Can you not eat out for one, two times? Okay, there's your gym membership for the whole month, you know? It, it, and that's simple as that, but they're, they're just, the hardest part for us is because we're taking away stuff that they like enjoy on yeah. a daily or weekly basis <laughs> and we're putting them through some type of pain, right? Because it is sometimes working out doesn't feel good. You know, it, it, it pushes you through some type of physical challenge and, and mental too, because it gets hard sometimes. But that's the, for me, that's the fun part in, in fitness is pushing through barriers that, or pushing yourself past the limit that you couldn't previously do before. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, now I got I was able to lift more weight or I was able to do more reps of that weight that I've been using for the last you know, month and a half. Yeah. Um, but I mean, just start, do something, you know, stop. You always have time. People have time. Um, it's whether you're going to get up earlier in the morning um if it's before everybody else then that's the time they have to do it like there's the people make too many excuses you know of not starting a fitness program because you don't have to be a crazy fitness freak right um but you have to do something yeah it doesn't cost any money to walk outside you know just make healthier you know healthier decisions get up and move and do something yeah. you know um, there's plenty of information for people to learn, get off the internet and your page, you know, uh, fitness routines online. Like, I mean, it's just, there's so many out there you can learn. You don't have to pay somebody to do it, but if you don't know how you pay someone to do it, to help you, you know, this is kind of what it takes. Yeah. Well, awesome. Um, I agree with that. Making it habitual, making it a lifestyle, um, you know, maybe learning to live without the one thing that, that you enjoy every now and then. Um, that you think you enjoy, but I think whenever people see how they feel with the right choices, they won't, they won't miss that other stuff. You know, I remember, you know, like in, uh, like in eat, you know, drink beer or eat Whataburger, you know, on a, on a more routine basis. And then whenever I fixed my diet, cut the alcohol, started training more, I'm like, ah, I like how I feel with this more. Uh, you don't get to eat the tasty food or drink the beer all the time, but the, the changes, like you learn how to like the other stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Santos, thanks for coming on. Uh, thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to, to come on the podcast. And, uh, thank you guys for listening. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me anytime. Hey guys, thanks for tuning into the podcast. We sincerely appreciate your time. Be sure to check the description below this video where there will be relevant links to the guest and train like a ranger.com where you can find your workout program, nutrition program, merchant apparel, informational content, and much more on the agenda. Again, thank you, and remember to train to your utmost potential like a ranger.